Hey, it's Mr. Producer here, and I kind of had that special feeling that Naylor was going to start his own podcast after listening to the way he took over Paul's show. I'm kidding, but I'm happy he did. I can't wait to listen. Buckle up, because he promises to take you for a ride with the LCR Media Podcast. Here we go. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm LCR. I'm here with John Pajak. Naylor, nice to be here. Joe DePace. Hey, how's it going? Good. John Hub, a.k.a. Hub. Hey, Naylor. How do you pronounce your name properly? John Hubasek. Hubasek. There you go. There it is. So um, we're here just uh, shooting episode one of this podcast. So thank you guys for being a part of this. Uh, you know, we're here at the, the Launchrepreneur Academy live Brian Fullerton's event. what did you guys think about it? I was, I thought it was a great event. You know, it was a little bit different because of the, uh, COVID stuff that we had to right. separate and everything, but I think it was done well. And, uh, I think a lot of people got a lot of, a lot value of value. Out of it. Yeah. What about you, Joe? I think it went well, you know, uh, Everybody left with really good energy and uh, all the speakers, you know, appreciate them for coming out, taking their time, you know, to um, invest in the audience. And um, I think it was a really good response to the event from the audience and, you know, appreciate all the vendors coming out, supporting not only, you know, with the vendors and sponsors, just, you know, showing what products they offer, but how they, you know, interact with the community, which was nice to see as well. Yeah. What about you, Hub? Um, Well, it was my first time, so... Um, a lot of encouragement and a lot of, um, familiar faces, a lot of new faces. Um, and you know, with all the speakers today, um, just learned a whole lot about different aspects of a business, how they're ran, how they're run differently, husband and wife. Um, you know, and then you go to like Corey Ballard and Keith Calfus and all the rest. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty much kind of touched home on a lot of the different things of it. Yeah, so. well, that's good. So definitely value oh, you got sure. from there too. So, sure. I mean, this is something that hopefully will continue being an annual event. And this is my first time coming here too. Last year was the uh, first first one here, right? And both of you, Payjack and Pace, right? You were here last yes. last yep. year. So, and it, it's obviously gotten bigger and hopefully better. I mean, obviously it was challenging with the, you know, the, the, the circumstances with the, the state regulations and spreading people out, but they did a good job and still got some good content. So just like other live events that we've had in, in this industry and community, hopefully we'll continue to grow and Brian did a great job. So thank you to Brian for uh, hosting us here. Um, but so I just wanted to get it, get us all together and start, you know, one of the fo- focuses of my podcast that I wanted to do was focus on certain aspects of your business of, of the pr- different people's business and really get to know that aspect of your business, uh, wh- whether it's, you know, whatever season it is, whether it's leaf removal, it's snow removal, it's fertilization and weed control, it's, you know, mowing, it's landscaping, hardscaping, all the different aspects of this industry uh, that, that, that we 
take that we do is various levels. Some of us do a little bit of all of it. Some of us specialize in certain things and so on. So this episode, since we're going into uh, uh, winter, you know, snow season, snow removal, I know the three of you have variety of experience with snow removal and you're currently uh, doing some aspects of that in your business right now or, or just recently did. Uh, so I just wanted to touch on that and kind of get, you know, for our 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 listeners, what, what your experiences were with that. So that they, anyone that's looking to get into snow removal or maybe pivoting somewhere in their business with snow removal or taking it to the next level, they will hopefully get some tips and, and, you know, kind of learn from there. That's, that's the whole point of this podcast and all the content that a lot of us provide. So that's what I want to continue doing on this podcast. So, uh, John, why don't you, Pajak, why don't you start us off? What, tell us briefly about your business, like what your business is and, and then we'll, we'll go into the snow removal aspect. Uh, Currently, the business is mainly focused on fertilization and weed control, but we have, in the past, you know, did quite a bit of snow removal, and we were a bit unique in our uh, in our market because instead of just using solid granular salts, I used liquid brines as pre-treatments and post-treatments to keep uh, properties at like zero tolerance, so, like there was no snow, no ice. And it was a it's it had its own challenge, and a lot of people don't go into that. They don't do that type of work because of the challenges that it presents. But right, it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> so, in, in your area, do you get a lot of snow typically? Where 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 are you from? I'm Northwest Indiana, and we're right we're just south of Lake Michigan. So we're you know we're east of Chicago. So we get Chicago type snow, but we also get the. Um, uh, lake effect, the lake or, effect there snow. You go. and that that can add quite a bit uh where if it's a little bit west you might only get three inches of snow but because of the lake effect you may have eight to ten inches of snow because the lake will start dumping more frozen water and everything on you so right uh Joe, so you, you I, I know you don't currently, are you planning on doing snow removal this year or was last year your last year doing it? Last year was one of the last years we're doing commercial snow, but we're trying to specialize just in treatments for the year. So we're still involved in, you know, in terms of maintenance, we're still involved with some contracts and, um, you know, we're still, like I said, still involved with it, but you know, the in the future, it'll be mainly just the lawn apps and treatments for for the future with the business. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we're out of Metro Detroit, um, area, you know, 40 inches of snow is very average winter. Um, and it can obviously surpass that it's, you know, come close to double that in years past. And, um, you know, I've been doing snow since 2013, you know, started out as a subcontractor, then, you know, landed my own contracts and, you know, commercial field and re- residential did those as well. So, um, but yeah, going uh, down the road, going to be specializing in just fertilization, just having the trucks outfitted for that instead of maintenance and fertilization. So, mm-hmm. so what 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 did you do for for snow? Like um, you know, Pajak was saying he was focusing on on kind of like the 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 brine and all the that kind of treatment. And but I know you per- personally, you did a lot of plowing and kind of like the, what I would call the traditional type snow removal, plowing, salting, parking lots, things like that, right? Can you elaborate a little yeah. more on that? So, um, so I started off just like most people with, you know, residential driveways um, with snow blowers, and, you know, got into plow trucks. And as the clientele base grew, we got in touch with some business owners locally in the community that 
needed their businesses plowed or parking lots or a facility um, done. And one thing that uh, I really enjoyed doing was targeting properties with the sensitivity, which would be high, which you would have a lot more um, events or you would have to monitor um, because, you know, we would always be very keen with watching the weather and, you know, putting down salt, um, you know, trying to keep a property or site safe as possible in the winter because mm-hmm. it's not just a snow event, it's melt runoff. And um, so starting off, we did residential then we started leaning into commercial in the previous, uh, previous years um, recently. And um, like I said, I just really like doing um, properties that were, you know, higher sensitivity in terms of visiting, monitoring, um, and it worked out good, you know, dental offices done, you know, uh, senior living complex, um, down to even subdivision streets, uh, HOAs. So, um, kind of, cro- you know, probably I would say the things I haven't touched is like municipalities or hospitals. That's a little bit of a different operation, you know, right. but, um, yeah, we've, 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 you know, seen quite a bit, seen a lot of storms and, mm-hmm. um, there's definitely been, you know, experience put on there in terms of how to handle things or how things protocol things. How many years were you doing that? Um, so I started in 2013, 14. Um, and then I would say probably the past three, four years was heavily involved in commercial contracts. Okay. Hub, how about you? What, where, where are you at with snow removal and your business setup? Um, well, snow removal kind of runs deep with me. Um, I was that neighborhood kid. I went door to door and, you know, knocked on the door and, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15 bucks to shovel driveways or <laughs> snow blow with my dad's snow blower. And, and you're in Chicago or right outside Chicago, right? Yeah, we're so just, all three well, of you are in the same kind of general area, but still very different when it comes to correct. snow, right? Depending yep. on exactly so where like you are. 40 minutes um, west of downtown Chicago. So okay. um, we get some like effect in certain areas, some don't get touched at all. Um, so again, um, snow started when I was young and, uh, just kind of grew until I could drive. And then, uh, I started doing it when I was 15 with my learner's permit with my dad's, uh, Tahoe and plow (laughs) and going to do a couple of neighbors driveways that I currently serviced during the summer when I was mowing. Um, and then it just kept on growing and growing until, you know, all my maintenance accounts grew to snow removal accounts. So it was a win-win for me as far as a business owner. Um, so I could work for my clients 12 months out of the year. We'll do eight months doing the mowing and fall cleanups and spring cleanups and all that good stuff. And then jump to, you know, snow removal. And, you know, the key thing was making sure that our homeowners were getting out of a driveway safely. They could walk to the mailbox safely. And return back to their home safely. Same thing with the commercials um, that we do. Um, We monitor them closely. We do apply um, salt to make sure that their customers coming into their facilities are not only safe, but if they need to get out of the car and go into the facilities, they can be done safely and monitored over time. So So what kind of equipment do you you (coughs) use now? I typically usually run uh, one plow truck. I do currently about 30 houses and about two commercial lots. Um, looking to do more commercial. I do have a skid steer, so 
um, put a push box on that and hopefully um, get my retirement home on board for this year and uh, make it a zero tolerance account and make sure that facility is safe and uh, for other um, residents that are living there and family members that are coming to visit. So we're hoping to do that and make a definite impact on them. So awesome. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so Payjack, pay what, what is your business w- s- structure aside from snow removal look like? Like what do you service outside of snow? What are your services? Oh, now? Yeah. I thought we were going to talk more about the snow stuff, yeah. but I just wanted to, so I want, I want the, the listeners to know mm-hmm. where they can pivot and where they can add like, okay, you know, Th- th- this person does fertilization and weed control, but they also do snow or this mm-hmm. person does landscaping, but they also do snow. This person does lawn care, but they also sure. do snow. Like I want them to see what all the options and, and potential is. Cause I know all three of you have a slight variety mm-hmm. in, in, in what, what you do and don't do. Uh, currently like this season, you know, we we're still doing a bit of maintenance. So we're doing the mowing, but uh, it's for full service clients. So they do the mowing fertilization, weed control and, uh, it's kind of fun <laughs> before I made the decision to uh, get out of the commercial snow uh, removal, the same equipment that I was using for fertilization and weed control, I was using for the brine because all the sea, like the equipment could handle that type of liquid. Yeah. See, that's a and, good, that's good right there. And that's, yeah. so for those of the, the people that may be listening right now, if you're ever interested in doing that, it's, kind of good that there's a lot of common equipment that if you're using it for one type of service during the summertime, you could use it year round and it's not going to hurt it or damage it in any way because those pumps, the, like, even if you're going to use a backpack sprayer to dispense some of this stuff, the seals and the uh, construction of the equipment, because it's made out of like poly propylene and stainless steel mm-hmm. it could handle the salts it could handle calcium chloride liquid it could handle those corrosive chemical or excuse me the corrosive liquids without damaging it and ruining it and all you got to do is clean it up and you can right. use it for other things too yeah awesome see that's you have a very unique perspective on that which is why i wanted to kind of get a little more background on all that mm-hmm. um uh, so Joe, what, you you had like a traditional like mowing lawn maintenance when you were doing also snow, right? Yep. Uh, what other did you do? Some landscaping. I mean, kind of variety of things. Yeah. So when I first started out, um, my company name was Beppy's Landscaping, and we would do you know on, during the summer do like a couple of landscape jobs in between the mowing route. Um, then I think a couple of years went by, and I changed it to you know Beppy's Lawn Care, and I wanted to just do the lawn maintenance that I was kind of spreading myself thin with the services. Um, keeping it simple worked out a lot better in terms of not having anxiety with the schedule or dealing with weather. Um, so I did a lot of mowing and then, um, just like two and a half, three years ago, I decided to, you know, get into fertilization weed control. So the reason that I'm stepping away from maintenance is, I had to make the decision of being complete full maintenance or just fertilization because I started to work with landscapers locally in my area. Um, so if I'm doing maintenance and doing fertilization, 
um, you know, landscapers would be less inclined to give me fertilization work if I'm doing the same work they do. So I wanted to just specialize in the fertilization and weed control. And then as far as the snow plowing goes, I've just kind of continued that through the years. Um, um, cause you know, if you do snow for people, whether it's their driveways or their businesses, they are likely to inquire about your summer services. So that's why, um, specializing in the fertilization and weed control is something for the future. And, you know, that would be great, you know, just to work at April till November and, right. you know, and be done. But, um, I think, uh, building this this fertilization side up first and working a little bit of the winter is going to have to go down um i like that hub brought up like zero tolerance mm-hmm. um you know for people that are very new to commercial snow um i don't know if you want to go in on this a bit so i was just yeah. going to say like um not every let's say let's say you're doing driveways you're listening you just do driveways and you want to venture out into commercial snow um there's a lot of good resources online for contracts and um and that's one of the things about it is you'll be you know getting put into a contract um with businesses for you know and, and now there's liabilities and you got to make sure insured but um i liked what hubs touched on you know he just briefly mentioned zero tolerance so i always treated commercial properties um they're not all equal um zero tolerance would be you know absolutely no ice at any point in the five months from november to april um so that's something you know to start thinking about if you're getting in commercial what would you like to cater to i like to catering to zero tolerance and very high sensitive accounts because when when you came and did get to know the pro we looked at a couple of those right. and how how um you know obviously zero tolerance and higher sensitivity, you know, accounts are going to have more visits and, but also your name's going to be on that. You know, if somebody passes by your lot in the, in the winter and it's a sheet of ice, you know, it does, it's not going to look too good. But when it's down to the ground, like ring-a-ding would say, yeah. So, um, you know, talking to people's businesses or commercial sites or senior living or HOA, um, getting, the communication is huge to landing it. Every single commercial contract I've ever landed that I really wanted, I went and I went and scheduled a walk with that person, a coordinator or the HOA president, um, to get an expectation. You know, because what if I just put out a contract and it's zero tolerance for right. for a subdivision? They only maybe they only want salt on call. You know, so sitting down, talking to them, getting that expectation, and then you can kind of figure out that sensitivity. Then you can reflect that into a contract, you know, instead of dropping the hammer of, okay, it's a zero tolerance account. And these people are, no, we're, we're, we don't see eye to eye and they don't even give you a chance. So that's kind of how I've approached, uh, commercial snow. I know you just asked for like a brief summer. No, no, that's, that's good. No, I mean, I'm just trying to layer it in here, you know, and get deeper and deeper, uh, hub. So you, you do lawn care and landscaping as your main base of services, right? I do. Outside of snow. We're, um, we're a full service, um, maintenance company. So we catered from commercial to residential, um, full service, meaning spring cleanups, fall cleanups, bed maintenance, lawn mowing, tree and shrub trimming, fertilization, you name it, we do it. Um, we kind of tailor packages to our newer clientele that are coming to us and tailoring a package to them. They pay one time, once a month, same amount every single month, no matter what, for a seven-month or eight-month mowing schedule. We kind of tailor it to their their needs and wants and uh, make it affordable for them so they 
are on a budget, they know exactly where they're at every single month. They know they're going to get an invoice. It's due in 15 days once they receive it. Mm-hmm. And so forth. Now, so for Snow, is that separate for your for your your customers? Do you is that just kind of like an a la carte thing, or is that part of a service agreement that you have, or, or its own service agreement? You know what I mean. Typically, a lot of my um, snow removal clients currently are grandfathered in, so a lot of the ones that we do um, lawn maintenance services for through the season are our snow removal clients, mm-hmm. and then we'll add a couple here and there if they fit our um, route, right? And, you know, make make that perfect for us. Yeah, and you have a variety of commercial and residential, right? We do we do? Um, what 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 about you guys? You have a variety of commercial and, and residential too. When I was uh, still operating, it was mostly commercial, uh, doing apartment buildings, HOAs, and things like that. Uh, uh, credit unions. Just <laughs> sticking with those because, like, uh, because of the the uh, ice removal that I was doing, it it automatically catered to the zero tolerance policy. And what a lot of people we keep saying zero tolerance, and if we haven't said what that is, like Joe did say, you know, you can't have any ice, any snow. The second it starts to flurry, it's it's expected that you are out there to. Uh, you're you're there. You're there. You have right. got somebody babysitting that property, making sure that it's nothing. Nobody's going to slip or fall. Right. And um, I kind of found that doing the commercial accounts like that, it was. You have to have a sense of adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would because imagine. Yeah, you're going to be gone for a very long time. You know, even when you buy yourself some better time with the uh, liquid brines that can give you burn off more snow and ice in between uh, the time that it starts snowing Mm -hmm. you would still have to come back and make sure that if there's any slush forming you push that off make sure everything's clear for them and uh you know one thing i think if you ask us all i think we could all agree like for those that are thinking about getting into snow just realize that once you commit to it it you are on call twenty four seven for the entire snow season. Mm-hmm. Holidays, it doesn't. They love it. Loves the snow on Christmas Eve and Christmas <laughs> Day, anybody's yeah. birthday in the winter time, yeah. even Valentine's Day or any special occasion. But then, if you don't have anything planned, don't worry. It won't snow that day. So right. only the days <laughs> when you have family over. Yeah, <laughs> but so it takes a special breed, a special yeah. tolerance, a special type of dedication for, right. for snow removal. As a matter of fact, the three of us, because, you know, the, we're doing a tribute today because we none of us have slept in about 30 hours, I think. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of like... It's fitting. Typical, that's it's how it fitting. is. You're, you're preparing yourself for right. snow removal. It's kind of typical during the winter season that you may be up 48 hours. And the, the funny thing is, like, you guys could chime in any time. You might be in the truck for two hours, for like up to two days, you're gone for two days, and you feel like you're gone for like a week or two. Oh yeah. man! You don't know what day it is. You're just like it's always dark. Right. <laughs> I mean, I you, think you you need to have that special mindset too, John. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an easy task. Right. Um, you you ha- it, it's an adrenaline rush, and that's what kind of has to keep you going. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't survive on the mountain mountain dews and the 
the coffee and the energy drinks. Right. We, I mean, we've had friends of ours. Now, we've got friends all across <clears throat> this country. But, you know, friends of ours from Minnesota, I mean, look how many of the guys have gotten into pretty bad accidents. Mm-hmm. Like, while they're working, it's like you get so fatigued that you might just doze off for one second, and the next thing you know, you're in a wall. And so you have to make sure that you allow yourself those breaks, but it's sometimes it's so hard to, like, you don't realize it. You get in this, like, mindset that I have to be out here and I have to do this, but then you're not taking care of yourself, and if you can't take care of yourself, you're not being able to take care of everything else. So right. uh, for guys that are trying to take on larger projects, say, like, you know, they, say it's... Um, commercial type parking lots and things like that, mm-hmm. or even if it's like HOA streets and things, and you're going to be out for a long time, it's very, very difficult to do that on their own. You need multiple vehicles and you need multiple drivers that would be able to work in shifts so that you can, everybody's safe, not only the drivers, but for the other people that are on the road. Mm-hmm. And you have to consider those things because there's so many guys when they start out. I could do it. I got my truck, and you, right. feel, you feel like you're invincible. When you got you get that behind. boss plow or you something. Got the plow you're like going and you're, for it. You're going nuts, and you, you you think you know you're out there, and a lot of times you're out there alone, and you're out there in the elements, and like you're, it looks like you're just driving like the Millennium Falcon through you know hyperdrive <laughs> because the, right. the lights are just blinding you with the snow, and you, but you feel like invincible, but then. It's super easy to mess up and right get hurt or hurt somebody else. Yeah. So, um, have you have all of you guys done residential also, like driveways, for example? So a lot of mine are residentials, um, which is like driveways, right? Driveways, like just, just single, homeowners driveways, two car, single, two and yeah. a half car, three car driveways. Well, what do you do? Back drag that. <clears throat> Typically, I would have a shoveler with me, kind of etch out by the garage, mm-hmm. and drop the plow, back drag, and then push off to the side. Um, you know, another things that you know John had touched on um, too is you if you're doing stuff with um, snow removal with a plow, mm-hmm. you have to literally practice with that plow. Oh yeah, you need to go to parking lots, learn how to park that truck with the plow on, dropping the blade, lifting the blade up, parking in between two cars, back driving in between two cars. You need to practice because. <clears throat> You need to judge it. And if yeah. you know your truck, you know where the front bumper is, you know where <laughs> right. the back bumper is, right. whether you have a rear view camera or side sensors or whatever the case may be, you need to know how to judge that truck perfectly. I was right. old school. I just turned around and put my arm behind the headrest and drove backwards. <laughs> they always, I mean, they always say <laughs> most, most plow drivers back up better mm. than most people going forward. Right. Um, and, and it, and it, Sometimes it's true if you're doing a lot of parking lots. But to you know, to add to what you're talking about, you need that practice. But when you get the practice, it's on dry land. When you're doing it, right. it's actually even harder because you've got the ice and you may just drift ever so slightly. Correct. And that might put you either into a light pole. Maybe it'll put you too close to a car. Um, so there's... There's also a lot of collateral damage that, you know, you have to make sure you don't, (laughs) you don't do it. Right. Well, I mean, a lot also goes into it, you know, what kind of truck you're using. Is it four wheel drive? Are you using in two wheel drive? Do you have all terrain tires? Are you driving in four wheel drive? I mean, there's so. Yeah. Balanced. Right. Balanced weight. Correct. 
Mm-hmm. So if was, you're driving with a pickup truck that has an empty bed weight, you're yeah. going to slide all over. You know, the difference between like four-wheel drive pickup trucks and like a five-ton uh, truck like I was driving, that that's a whole different... <laughs> You know, right. it's a whole different dynamic. And everybody thinks, oh, it's just, it's, you know, it's got wheels. It's fine. <laughs> right. it's, just, we, it's a it's a whole different beast. How, how did you guys pick up your first accounts? Like, I know, Hub, you've been doing this your whole life, it seems like. So that's awesome. But, it, you know, there, uh, there had to have been a progression, too, where you started to actually get accounts. Or was it just a natural thing? So I kind of started when I was 15, you know, started with a couple of neighbors down across the street from where my, my dad lives and where I run my business out of. Um practice makes perfect as they say right with anything baseball soccer sports anything um and that's how it went i started with a four-wheeler went to a john deere gator snowblowers truck and then just once i got my license it was full throttle so and how'd you start getting customers or more customers (laughs) i I should say from just a neighborhood did you market was it just kind of your lawn and landscape customers that you marketed to mouth just word of mouth. mouth. Yeah. Um, See a guy with a plow. Hey, let's, let's, let's get him. Pretty sure. much. That's, yeah. I mean, that's they people in a snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wave you down. Yep. Or you're already hey, out of someone's driveway. Yeah. Can yeah. you help me? I can't get up the driveway or they would slide off the driveway right. and couldn't get up the driveway. Yeah. So. Joe, should we tell them the secret? The, the kids, the secret, if they're trying to get in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please. Basically, do. you just get in episode a truck. one. Let's 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 get it out. You just get in your truck, and even if it doesn't have a plow, you get snow throwers in the back because that's kind of like yeah, you know, people can see that sticking out. But yeah. you just you don't even go fast down the street. You just kind of roll, and there's bound to be at least what five people on the block that are come out of the down. woodworks. They just yeah. start flagging you down yeah. like you're a cab. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> pretty much. And I mean, depending on how it is, I mean, that's how you can make cash really quick, right? Um, without, in, without in, advertising, especially with a snowstorm. Yeah. Right. Well, because, yeah, the, the few times I've ever done snow blows and driveways, you know, you, you get your, your clients that are on the list and then, you know, the neighbor's like, Hey, can you do mine? Can you do mm-hmm. mine? And you just end up like spending like half the day just doing all this extra stuff that you're already there. Right. But how do you guys navigate that? Because when you get, when you grow to a point where you've got a list, like mm-hmm. I've heard all kinds of mixed opinions with this, but you know, I want to get this on the podcast here. How do you deal with that? When you've got a list and all the neighbors are trying to add to your list can you do me can you get me done you got all these random phone calls that i would get like because i'm a lawn care guy hey do you do snow i'm like no you know at the time Mm -hmm. like no you know so how do you navigate all that and and focus on your list um well this is one out of the ring ring lawn care playbook here Ring Uh, shout out to brian ring um so when it comes to you know driveways or commercial contracts or you already have made a commitment to those people. Those people have your time in a snow event. So the extras, um, you know, I mean, maybe when you're first starting out, you have the time to do the snow on the spot there, you know. Um, but if, you know, if you've, these people bought your time and usually I would bump them to the next day or after the, the snow is done. So in the out of the ring-a-ding playbook, it was um, next day. I'll show up and, you know, and have, you know, have your payment ready, like cash right. ready, you know, cause it's not a, you know, and, um, so even if they're right there on the same street, it's like, Hey, look, I got to get this list done. You know, everything. Mm-hmm. So they, see that. So this is what, what we need to understand that customers don't understand is that, you know, everything takes time. And if we have 20 on a list, that's going to take us X amount of hours of daylight, 
Right. We have to get that done. That's our commitment. Just because they're right next door or down the street doesn't mean we can just, mm-hmm. oh, so what is it going to take you? Another 15 minutes? Yeah, well, that's now we're past dark. Now we're, right. you know, or, right. or whatever, which I know it's normal. You do, you know, you do stuff at night too. But I just mean you have to get your list done. At some point, you have to cut that off or you have to cut the time off. Mm-hmm. So by adding all those extra people, that messes that all up, right? Which is why you would have to go to the next day and you just explain to these people that's the way it is, right? And right. we'll be there tomorrow. Make Have your have your cash on hand or your <laughs> check ready it'd be the same like if you were mowing lawns and somebody wanted you to mow the lawn you know you have sun up to sundown to do it and i mean does it is it a hundred percent of the time you say no i mean there's definitely uh there's definitely situations where you uh you know you you've you done it on somebody the, in or something yeah, yeah you know and you know i i'm always a sucker for the you know the widows or yeah. you know, the young you know old ladies the little that, ladies yeah see then i got the it, once you get like a tight route and everything and you're trying to fit people in, that's when you do the reverse of what I talked about earlier. Instead of cruising down the street very slowly, you actually hit the gas. <laughs> yeah, you fly you, through you fly, that. You fly down the street. Right, right. But uh, another thing that if you're properly equipped, you know, you it, it, it's always going to be, you're not going to be driving. If, you, if somebody's trying to flag you down to get them unburied and you're driving a, a, a truck that doesn't have a plow and you're only using shovels and snow throwers, then yeah, you come back. But if you're properly equipped with, say, your truck's got a front blade, a back blade, things like that, like mm-hmm. I did not have those things, right? But that you could very quickly process that. You could also ask for more money because it's like, look, this is not on our regular route. We would love to add you, but you have to understand we have like our clients that we're trying to take care of. If you want me to do it right now, it is going to be a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but it, it it's always a challenge trying to convince people that, and sometimes you can't convince them because they just don't understand. And right. You kind of just have to say, "I'm sorry." Yeah, and, and just, just go. keep it moving. You yeah. Know? What and what's? Go ahead. And I said that's one of the reasons why I also like commercial because then you could say, "I'm sorry, we're right. not for hire. We are right contracted for this right uh, to this property." Right. Um, so what, what, what is one piece of advice you, you guys would offer? Um, hopefully all three of you can, can share something, you know, like a, a tip or advice for someone that's getting into snow removal of any kind from your, from your experiences. Um, one thing I would probably say is have the right equipment. Um, if you're doing commercial, you're going to want either a plow or a skidster to alleviate the time and the hassle. Um, you know, time is money, as we all say, and majority of us are either solo or we have one plus and we want to be as efficient as it possible. Um, we want to make the most profit. Um, in Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We are proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live Boricua. And all that goes in factor of what what equipment you're using. Right. Um, I would say safety is the biggest 
you know, word of advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have warning lights on your truck. It is so, so important. Mm. I can't tell you how many times I've been in parking lots, sub subcontracting for others, and you're plowing or you're backing up, and you have the strobes on, and that car whips right right in front of you or right in back of you, and you're like, you slam on the brakes, you honk the horn, you lock up the, the truck. Like, they could have caused a, caused a huge accident. They could have mm-hmm. slammed you in the back of a light pole in a parking lot. Yeah. And it's, it's dead silence in the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. No one out other right. than the rest of the plow truck drivers. <laughs> right. So, you know, it depends on the snow. You know, sometimes snow starts at 11 and won't taper off until 1, 2 o'clock. So I won't typically go out until maybe an hour before it's forecasted to taper off. Right. Just so I can get ahead of the game. But, you know, there, every every snowstorm and every system is different. So and that's how you have to gauge it. So, so I would variables. Say, yeah, I would say you have to, safety is the biggest thing. Yeah, safety and the right equipment. Have, have the right equipment, warm clothes, be comfortable, the right boots, right gloves, right shovels, right snowblowers, the right gas. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, those are all variables and, you know, an adequate amount of sleep. <laughs> You to know, to it, prepare, right? Correct. Yeah. You have to you know, track I, the I, weather. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't let it just sneak up on you. I'm right? one of those guys that have ADD. So um, typically, when I know it's going to snow, I won't go to sleep because yeah. my adrenaline's pumping. You get all anxious. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I, I've heard. I've heard other people mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. You live by the weather reports. You're watching. Oh, yeah. You have like five different apps on your phone yep. for weather. Right. You're watching the news. You're listening to the radio. You don't right. trust any of them. You're out there looking at it. You're just paranoid. Yeah. Um, Did you guys have anything else to add? Oh, yeah. Um, See, I think also it's really, you. it's not a one-man show. Really, you're going to get stuck. It's guaranteed. I don't care if you've got any kind of truck you got, you're going to get stuck at one point in time. You're going to need help. Your trucks are going to take a beating. So it's it's almost like you really, truly need two, if you're going to go out, you need to have almost two trucks uh, if you're going to do like residentials or if you're going to do parking lots and things like that because those trucks are going to take a beating something's going to go down at the the worst moment and you're not going to be able to fix it you're going to get stuck in a ditch you I need, mean, you're, you need you're your other everything on you, right on yeah you, because like John and I we're we're not that close to one another but it would be like if we worked together or if, or if me and Joe and Hub were all together we would just work as a team uh, because we'd be looking out for each other and be like, hey, where are you at on the route? Okay. Oh, hey, Hub's, you know, Hub blew a, a, a tie rod, which is very common. Be prepared to replace the front end of your truck within that, after that season. Hmm. No kidding. We would rebuild them every single year. Wow. And you don't, and you don't necessarily want to have a brand new truck <laughs> right. doing this. It's actually nicer to have broken a used in. a broken in truck. Yeah, that's well, still you reliable. Can a new truck, but right. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, you know, you want you want to have like something yeah, that's, that's reliable. Never been plowed with before. 
Yeah. Typically, yeah. you don't want to buy a used plow truck just because. No, no. Oh, well, yeah. You, you want to buy a used <clears throat> truck that wasn't used for plowing so right. that you can right. break it in. You got it. Right. Yeah, because who knows what you're going to get when, when you yeah. get a used plow right. truck, right? It, it, it's obviously a lot of front-end abuse because you're Absolutely. pushing a lot of snow, hitting hitting cracks, hitting manholes, hitting curbs, hitting speed bumps, man. They wiped out our whole Torsing, gym speed yeah. bumps Trans- last year. I'm like, Torsing, what are you doing? The keys. Transmissions. I mean, the shocks. The, tires. Your, your, drive, your whole drivetrain. The whole front-end. Everything, yeah. <laughs> all of it. Jeez, is yeah. there? Did they, did they make a truck out there like oh, yeah. that's more specific for that kind of abuse than like, others? Maybe, other than maybe just like a basic the cyber heavy... truck that's no. coming out. <laughs> yeah, you know, there you go. <laughs> like the five ton truck I used to run. Mm. That is, I mean that that could take the type of abuse. I mean, or you know, even better if you're doing commercial clearing where you're doing big parking lots and things like that. That's when you want to start looking at skid loaders or payloaders with the. Um, Collect the, the push, push boxes, boxes on them. Metal plus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. But um, I never got the chance to run one of those. Right. <laughs> no, I haven't either. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, there's whatever you're looking to go after, make sure that you're first able to fulfill that. And then, I mean, some guy, I actually know one guy that skipped, you know, the shovels and snow throwers and everything. Mm-hmm. He just went for tractors. And that's what he did. He started out with tractors with the inverted snow throwers and the the boxes and everything. Awesome. Yeah. And that's all he runs. And he doesn't have to deal, you know, it's specialized equipment. It's a lot more money. But because he could count on that snow because he's further up north and it makes sense and he makes a killing. He could actually that could, he could just make all his money in the wintertime. And take it easy during the summertime and actually go down to like the Caribbean. Wow. So, yeah. Joe, did you have anything to add before we wrap up? Yeah, I, a couple things. John was just mentioning, you know, not taking off more than you can chew or biting mm-hmm. off more than you can chew. I definitely had winters where, you know, I wanted to shoot for an eight hour event and my events were 12 <laughs> to 15 hours. <laughs> and, oh, man. Um, so, and that's something with, with experience, you know. Um, Two, I don't. I don't think we touched on it. Was like, uh, uh, like seasonal versus per push pricing. Okay. Um, you know, we don't oh, have yeah. to dive deep in that because that could go for an hour. But we could talk about you know, it for a long time. That would we go- could talk for this this whole thing for a long time. Yeah, there's so many different things to get, right to add to it. Seasonal to per push, very simple. Would be like knowing your average amount of snowfalls, inches, you know, uh, per season, and then you know. Comparing that to a per push price, which would be per visit, and, and then another thing. So it's almost like a service agreement, the seasonal thing. It's like, okay, this is what you're going to price for, or we'll pay for the whole season. Correct. And, and, and it you know, depends you, on how many. And then right. It's, it's, it's an average. How many, yeah, it's capped yeah. at how many inches and how much right. per. It's like if we go how out. How much salting. Versus just out. per push, where Correct. it's like yeah. you just literally per, per push. Visit, as, soon, yep. as soon as it's, it's you got to go out, you go out, you get paid. So it's kind of like a, yeah, per, per push, like you, you know, said. And then, you know, another. Um, couple points would be salt you know not all salt's the same mm-hmm. um applying it's all different you know there's a lot of equipment you can buy invest in um you know just get what you can um and in terms of uh like how i started out to get a lot of um accounts you know because if you're just starting out you just put a plow on a truck and you're trying to get your, you're not, you're not just going to land a bunch of commercial contracts. Right. You're on your own. You might go subcontract for somebody, but I mean, I just, in the fall and then the summer, I would put flyers on mailboxes and, um, 
that's how I got a nice uh, amount of driveways, and then that turned into lawns. And so not biting off more than you could chew, knowing seasonal versus per push, you know, safety. And then you just mentioned, you know, the marking of the stakes. Of yeah, the some, guys, some guys, you know, use the marking stakes to mark the curb lines. Um, another thing that I was going to add to that is when you do those walkthroughs with commercial sites, make it a, a thing to note where to push the snow mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. a lot of those commercial sites have employees that need to park their cars or have family members like the retirement homes or, or, you know, or even like doctor's office, a culvert or a storm drain. You don't want to, Correct. Clog, you, you don't, you want, don't to want to clog it. anything. You don't want to bury fire hydrants. You don't want to bury gas lines. You want to make sure there's an area on the property that, either the manager or someone that is in charge of building maintenance specifies that you can pile snow in the event that, you know, we get a huge snowstorm. Where are we pushing the snow so it's out of the way? Everyone can be safe. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's, that's, those that's are, what I would add. Those are great mm -hmm. points. Is there any resources that, that you guys can recommend or that either uh, you used or that you Plow can see out there? still around. Plow sites, yeah, that, that's more of like a, it's a good forum. There's a lot of helpful people in there. But the, um, what's the snow and ice? Um, SEMA. 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 Uh, okay. S-I-M-A. Okay. That is an, that's like the. The site. The mm -hmm. site that, you know, they, they don't really offer training, but you could go to. Just workshops and things yeah. like that that they have and they can it's truly like valuable information it. they got a lot of valuable information mm -hmm. and i don't know you guys might agree with me on this if you're really truly starting out from scratch you i would really suggest that you go work for someone else <laughs> I, I mean I'm not, start from scratch for someone else right yeah, no i, I mean you. i'm just saying like if, if you've never experienced what it's like right it would Trust me, there's a lot of experienced guys out there that need. It's a lot help. of money. Yeah, it is a lot Where of money. There's people, even if they don't, <laughs> even if they don't properly train you, you could just see what they have to go through. And there's right. people, uh, you know, the, you'll probably start off like on a shovel crew or whatever. Right. Before they're not going to throw you in a truck if you're brand new. Right. But uh, that's how I started. I did not do this on my own. I worked for a company. I actually started kind of late when it came to snow removal. Mm -hmm. And I worked for somebody else. I kind of did this, the shoveling crew type thing. But then, you know, they, they, they put me in a truck and they, they kind of, they didn't hold my hand too much. Right. But they're just like, you could drive forward and back. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just don't hit the light poles. Okay. There you go. Here's how you, you know, yeah, it's lower like, the plow. Here, here's, bit, yeah. how, here's the controls. And then once you get the hang of it, you know, it's like, well, there's no cars in here. Just go nuts. Right, just you know? go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, there are, there are some guys in my area in Virginia that, um, they, they, they did that and then mm -hmm. they upgraded to getting a plow for their truck and then they got paid more as a subcontractor exactly. for the same company. So they were using their own truck to plow Walmart's parking lot or whatever right. with another company that have their own truck. So there's a couple of different varieties, but what do you have to say something about that? Hop? Typically subcontracting is good for the subcontractor, right? right. Because they're paying you. But they're not paying for the wear and tear, the wear and tear on your vehicle. Right. They're not paying for the insurance on your vehicle, the gas, the so maintenance, it's really the tires. Just, really just better to be the employee of another company using their truck mm -hmm. and all that to get their feet wet or, until you really establish your yourself. No. Yeah. The good news about that, though, is like if you're an employee, 
your wages are going to be much lower. So you might have to just go out there and suffer for 12 right. bucks an hour. But subcontracting, you know, $25, $26 an hour. But like how Hub said, you're, well, I'm saying like if you're just starting oh, out. Yeah. If the the one company, they started out, everybody out at 25 and then they, as you, they could depend on you, uh, as they could depend on you, then some guys are making 35, 40 bucks an hour. But like Cub said, they're not covering your insurance or the wear and tear on your vehicle. They're paying you more, but you have to realize you're going to need some of that money to repair your own vehicle. Mm-hmm. Right. Or maintain it at least. Right. I just found the SEMA real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. SEMA.org. It's a snow ice management association. You can go on there. There's a lot of information for training and, uh, you know, there you can actually be SEMA certified. And they have... So that's S I M A dot org dot org, and this this podcast for someone that's been like five years or less might be information overload. I mean, there's just so many <laughs> there's so many scenarios and variables that go into snow. Um, I mean, literal blood, blood, sweat, and tears yeah. go into snow events. I mean, I've taken a friend to the <sighs> hospital from anxiety of, oh, uh, wow. of doing snow before. You know, wow. it's, it's, it's that's a real it's thing, heavy. man. Yeah, it's 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 wow. it's a lot. You know, you're it's the weather you're dealing with. You know, yeah. I I don't ever play with the weather. You know, I used right. to wish for all the snow in the world, and yeah. and now I you <laughs> yeah. know I know not to do that <laughs> right. you know, at all. Yeah. Yeah. guys can crack up pretty easy. It's not yeah. hard because of like the long hours. A lot of times we're working in the dark. They're by themselves. They're not talking to anybody. You start hearing. Right. You just start, start. You start hallucinating. You start, you start seeing, things. seeing things. Right. Like you, I, I remember plowing subcontracting. I was in my t- early twenties. I was plowing against railroad tracks. I the sun was about to rise. I heard train horns. There was no train. Yeah. Right. There was no train. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking. Oh man. No train. Yeah. Freaking out. Yeah. I, so much. So much hours with just doing, yep. just being out yep. there and not sleeping. So, have you guys thought about like not doing snow, like at any Eventually. point? Yeah. Eventually. You know, honestly, it's God, more of like a necessity, I guess, for your I mean, for your area, only, for your it's, customers. It's, you know, it's it's, it's good. Uh, it's good money, right? But it's definitely wear and tear on your mind and yeah. your, you know, I mean, your, it's your a plus side for me though. You know, I cater to my clients twelve months out of the year. And a lot of my clients have been with me for a long haul. So, so you truly give them full service. Yeah, it's not truly. like you have to su- I'm, I'm, sub them out to somebody. Yeah, they have to find to someone me. else. Right, correct. And, and it's, you know, kind of like today's event about being loyal. Loyal to my clients and they're loyal to me. Yeah. So, yeah. well, I, I, I want to end on that, on that positive note there, because I think that we can go back and forth with the whole gamut of a lot of different services, but snow is definitely not for the faint of heart. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like aeration and seating, right? It's not mm-hmm. the most enjoyable thing in the world, but if you have the right equipment and the, and you have the right clients and all that, it's, it's, it can be pro well, Correct. it is profitable, but it could also be less exhausting, less strenuous, less, you know, wear and tear. Um, so again, back to, to that point, of what hub said, you know, safety, you have the right equipment, you know, make, so, and, and, Happy paycheck. What you were saying, like maybe start off in another company to get your feet wet and all that. So if you do it the right way, you know, and you obviously have to expect that these things are going to that you're going to have these challenges, and you have to go into that so that you know if you do want to be a full service for your for your clients and do that. I definitely want to respect your time. You guys, uh, thank you for coming out, being on episode mm-hmm. one. And, you know, you guys are, you know, exhausted and going on like, you know, 48 hours or whatever <laughs> without sleep. So you guys got to hit the road soon right. and 
get some sleep. So yeah. I don't know if it's the, the lack of sleep, but now I'm starting to have nostalgic feelings about the snow. Well, I look like Yukon Jack when I was all, my beard is full of snow and ice. And I'm like, I love the cold air on my face. I'm like, I think I'm going to go do some snow this year. There you let's go. go See? Yeah, let's just... Getting Payjack all pumped back yeah. up. About ever quitting snow. Once a snow fighter, always yeah. a snow fighter. You, you might go. say you're done, Yeah, but, it, but, it, but it it's going to start snowing. It, it, you got to hop in, your blood. It hop in, in your the truck. Blood. It's and in your blood. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm feeling kind of, I yeah, want, I'm let's go do I'm in it until I'm done. Yeah. I uh, appreciate yeah. you having us on today, and um, well, thanks and us for having being us guest. as the first first guest. That's, yeah. that's pretty uh, yeah. rewarding. And everybody listening, please do you know Naylor in this podcast a favor, you know, leave a review if this brought any value. You know, share it. You know, do a help Naylor out. Help him. Let's help him get this launched. You know, if it brought any value, just share it. Share it. Appreciate it. Yeah, Push screenshot like it. Yeah, screenshot it. Post it on Instagram, social media, all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and what, where where can they find you if they have any more questions, Payjack? In the dark, cold night. <laughs> <laughs> the dark, cold night. No, they. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, just look up John Payjack and the very cuddly guy that's very smiling that's me what about instagram instagram same yeah thing. same thing john Payjack, uh and turf tamer long care all right what about you joe you can follow me on instagram at beppy's long care that's b-e-p-p-e-s long care okay hub you can find me as john hubisek on facebook um hub landscape on facebook hub and like h-u-b landscape h-u-b yeah and you can find me at duh hub awesome well thank you guys you guys get home safe and i appreciate you being on this episode thank you thank Thank you. you we certainly hope you enjoyed the inaugural episode of the lcr media podcast naylor has an exciting season one planned for you and here's a quick preview you seem a little uncomfortable. I'm still getting used to the, the boom mic and everything like that. Usually when I got headphones yeah. and boom mic on, I've got a gun in my hand. Oh, and army stuff. yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's weird to just have a conversation. I, like I hear you. I hear you. We can. So we're averaging fitting, you know, again in November. So last year we were fitting about two or three. This year we're fitting about six to eight properties. Wow. Wow. It, yeah, it's a huge difference. Wow. Seven, eight, nine, 2007, eight, nine, we had a lot of snow and we said, you know, we, we, we can make money doing this. And uh, and we started educating ourselves and getting better and better at it. And so today, snow is our largest division. Um, I think we ranked 23rd in the U.S. last year in snow and ice management. And it got to the point of kind of family management, time management, where I was um, working five days a week in my full-time job and cutting grass four days a week. Mm. I have to cut on every weekend and then go out a couple of days during the week after work to cut. So I had to make that decision that um, the the amount of time that I needed left for my retirement, how how much could I build my business within that time? Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of my biggest thing. I, you know, I had 14 more years, so I said, well, I could build my business, you yeah, know, a lot within a lot 14 could years. Change in four, yeah, 14 to, years is a long to, time. To build a retirement at that point. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. 
Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life.